Hi friend, my name is Melissa and I'm obsessed with cheering on other women in this thing called life. I'm a wife, mom of three, online nutrition and fitness coach, online course creator, and the owner of the Happy Party Co. The Happy Party Podcast isn't just any party. This is a happy party where you can come as you are and celebrate the big things and the not so big things that are going on in your life because all of the things matter. When you come here every Wednesday, we are going to help you see that you can succeed at those nutrition and fitness goals you've always wanted to accomplish. We will cheer you on as you go after those passions on your heart and strive to do what makes you happy in your profession. We will help you recognize how to find happiness in the everyday, and we will hear from other women who are spreading happiness in all they do in this world. We want to help you honor the body God has given you physically so that you can overcome what life throws you mentally so you can shine your light. Okay, my friend, grab a cup of coffee, a jug of water, or a glass of Chardonnay, put on those party hats and those yoga pants, grab a seat, and welcome to the party at the Happy Party Podcast. This week, we are talking all about goals, both short-term and long-term goals. So long-term goals are great but we need some shorter term ones to accomplish in the meantime, right? So as human beings, we have this desire to have instant gratification, especially in today's world. Now, if you do one workout and eat one salad, we obviously shouldn't be hopping on the scale and expecting to lose weight. It takes consistency, like we talked about last week. So so I'll put it like this. If you save one penny 100 times, you'll have a dollar. The same is true with exercise. Now, it's not like a piggy bank, but the consistency of the action will compound over time and you will see results. Like I said, we talked about that last week. Just wanted to reiterate that. So we need to set those realistic goals, those smart goals, right? But one to two pounds a week is a realistic goal. And the best part is that that kind of goal is sustainable. If you have more weight to lose, it is entirely possible that you'll lose more at first and then it will taper off. Hear me here. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing anything wrong. If you start to lose a lot of weight when you first start to try a new exercise regimen or nutrition plan, and you're losing like five, six pounds a week, and then it starts to taper off, and now you're down to one or two pounds a week, or maybe nothing sometimes, you you might not be doing anything wrong. So don't beat yourself up. You need to be setting those realistic goals and presuming you're eating enough and you're eating things that agree with your body, because remember, everybody's body is different. Just keep on keeping on. Just keep the train rolling, okay? So now that we've established that there is not a quick fix for anything in life, (laughs) topping the list is your health. Let's establish that it's not just about doing a workout. For some serious fat burn, the nutrition needs to be a focal point too, my friend. I know it really stinks. It would be way easier if that wasn't the case, but it is. So I encourage you to start with baby steps. Baby steps for big strides, one step at a time, every day, all right? So I don't like those huge extreme diets out there. 
And I will talk about the word diet in another episode, but even minor changes in your regimen can help. Heck, simply adding more water every day can have a huge impact. And that's a baby step. All right, Melissa. So how do we set those goals, right? Is that what you're asking yourself? Well, we've got outcome goals like running your first 5K, a first half marathon, or a first marathon, perhaps. Maybe it's being able to lift 50 pounds as a deadlift or hold 20 pounds in your hand while doing a squat. These are the kinds of goals that drive me. So I love outcome goals. I love to think big and have a dream to go after something I never would have thought I would have done. Like that Ironman that I, it's a, it was a half Ironman. It wasn't a full Ironman, but still it was a half Ironman. And if you don't know what that is, just go Google it. It's a long race and it was hard, but I wanted to have that big outcome goal. But I also knew that I had to do stuff, stuff in between for that to happen. So like when I do sign up for a race, it's like I'm drawing a line in the sand. If I have money down, (laughs) otherwise known as skin in the game, there is no turning back for me. Maybe that's my Dutch blood. I don't know. But once I pay for a race, I'm not turning back. No matter how freaking scared I am, I do it scared. And shoot, it is the most incredible feeling to cross that finish line. I will tell you a little story about my marathons. Um, specifically the Boston marathons I've done. So I've done four, if you count the virtual one. And let's be honest, I'm always, always nervous prior to a marathon. Really, I'm always nervous before any road race. But before a marathon, absolutely. I'm always a little bit nervous. And I think a little bit of nervousness is healthy. You don't want to go in too cocky because, well... It's just not a good thing to go into a race too cocky. I'm going to chat with you specifically about the Boston that was in October 2021. If you know the Boston Marathon, you know it is always on Patriots Day in April. But because of everything going on, it was moved to October, and I had every intention on training for it. But again, if you know me, you know that I have never once trained for a single solitary race the way we're told to, which is, of course, by running. I do my at-home workouts, and that's my training. And I'm not saying that I recommend that. I'm just saying that that's what I've always done, and it's worked for me. So a lot of cross-training and very minimal running because, remember, I don't love to run, but I love the feeling I have when I'm done and I love to cross that finish line, all those things, but I also run for those who can't. So anyway, I was running with the Brittany Fund for Trauma and Recovery. Um, Brittany Loring is the individual who started that organization, and it's a nonprofit, and I'll link to her in the show notes, but she is a Boston Marathon bombing survivor, and so she created this organization, and it was an absolute honor to have been given her survivor number to run with. I had ran the virtual Boston with her organization and I had raised money, but she wanted 
me to run the course with her number when the race ran, quote unquote, normal again in October. So I was totally honored. I also woke up three days before the race and told Matt, my husband, that I wasn't going to do it. I hadn't trained a lick. I had been doing my workouts. Yeah, but I just was not feeling it. And it was weird. I mean, it was a it was a great opportunity to be able to make up for that virtual marathon and do it in October, but it was just it was it was interesting. So, I had a lot of emotions running through me. I just wasn't feeling it. Literally the day before the race, the day of the expo because they always have the expo a couple days before, I woke up and said, um, let's go to the expo. I'm doing it. My husband thought I was crazy, which perhaps I was, but I said, I'm doing it. Game day decision. Let's go. And off we went to the expo. And honestly, how dare I say I don't want to do it? This woman was injured. Brittany was injured in the bombing and she created this nonprofit to help others who had been in traumatic accidents. And I, an able-bodied woman who can't like, I, I just, I didn't have any excuses. Um, I can do it. And now I'm going to say, I'm not going to like, what was I even thinking? So I was about to do a huge disservice to that survivor number. So I did it anyway. I did it scared and I did it fearful that I was going to collapse <laughs> again. Not necessarily something that I recommend, but I knew I was at the end of the day, I wasn't putting myself in any danger. I knew what I was doing, but I was still a little nervous. And that feeling of finishing was, <laughs> it was nothing short of emotional and exhilarating and all the things. It's actually, there's a video that I made at the finish line as I was running down Boylston Street. And that's on my Instagram. If you want to go over there and check it out. Um, I went live, I think, on Facebook and recorded it. Um, built within those outcome goals, my friends, our process goals. And so that is focusing on the small wins, those short term goals within the journey to become um, more successful along the way. Because remember, as humans, we're looking for instant gratification. So sometimes it requires your brain to also get a reward. So let's chat about rewards. Not necessary to reach your goals, but for some people, raise your hand if you're an award person. I already gave away that I am, but like you would wear, think about crossing the finish line of your first 5k. Like you would wear that 5k medal around your neck the rest of the day kind of reward person. Is that you? I totally am. You can set goals with rewards at the end. I just caution you when you make rewards revolve around food. So some examples would be, I'm going to have an ice cream sundae after I go for my run today. You're completely undoing everything that you just did. You may have gone for a 30-minute run and burned 300 calories, but now you're going to have an ice cream sundae that probably has 900 calories. What if you instead said, I'm going to plan to make some ice cream at home and have a serving after dinner on Friday? So a good ice cream recipe um, is frozen strawberries, 
frozen bananas and coconut milk, like the good stuff, not like the watered down stuff that you buy for your shake or whatever. (laughs) This is the good coconut milk. Put that in a blender, pour the servings into different cups. It's a great homemade ice cream set, okay? But wait, how about this one? I'm going to reward myself with a margarita and a huge order of nachos once I finish this week's worth of workouts because I've earned it and I deserve it. Okay, wait. Just just wait one second. Sure, I can get on board with the deserving part, but it's not because you did a week's worth of workouts. You deserve to treat yourself sometimes. But you're also not a dog, so try to stop rewarding yourself with food. Yeah, you're not a dog, so try to stop rewarding yourself with food. When I first heard that, I was so offended. (laughs) I heard that so many years ago, but at the same time, I was like, wow, isn't that the truth? I'm not a dog, and what do I do when my dog Rex, he's a golden doodle, what do I do when he is a good boy or sits when I tell him to sit, I give him a treat. I'm not a dog. So I have tried to stop rewarding myself with food. Instead, you deserve to feel better. That's what you deserve. You can reward yourself with something different. So it doesn't have to be food. It doesn't have to be a beer or a glass of Chardonnay, but a pedicure or a manicure, a new shirt, a new pair of pants. I don't know. Just whatever you think is good for you and what you want. I don't know. It could be chapstick for all I care. Just make sure that you have something that is airing on the side of non, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Edible. Okay. But you deserve a meal and a beverage that is completely not going to derail the progress you're making. So, I want you to just make sure that if it's in line with your goals, go for it. But if the nachos and margaritas are not going to bring you closer to those goals, then I'm just here to encourage you to make the choices that serve your ultimate goal. Yeah, sometimes it calls for a treat, but most times you don't need it and you won't need it. And you'll wake up crazy happy that you stuck to your goals instead of feeling, you guessed it, defeated, like you failed at something, and thus giving up or starting over. Do you see how that works? So you feel that quote-unquote guilt, and then you feel the defeat, and then you feel like you failed. So you say to yourself, well, screw it, I'll just start again on Monday, or this is silly. I'm just going to start on the first of the year. Like I hear it all the time. So don't feel like you're a failure just because you slip on your goals. Okay. Are you tracking with me? All right. How about this goal? Losing 50 pounds before your vacation. Is that realistic? Is that healthy? If you don't reach that, will you think you're a failure or will you go and enjoy it anyway? How about that? I want to let you in on a secret. You can show up for a dinner out, a vacation, a wedding, whatever the occasion is. You can show up just as you are and embrace the journey you're on simultaneously. It's magnificent, really, just like you. You're amazing. You're courageous. You're shining your light and you're working on a healthier version of yourself. 
You are once and for all setting goals, sticking to them and accomplishing them. Say that in the mirror every morning. You are once and for all setting goals, sticking to them and accomplishing them. What if you said my goal is to lose one to two pounds a week in the next five months, presuming you have that to lose healthily. That is a process goal because you're setting a goal within the big picture, a sustainable long-term goal that will improve your health and your life. And when you reach the goal, set a new one to keep you going, right? So, so many times too, I see, and I have done it myself where I set a big goal, I hit it. And then I'm like, all right, now what? So it's good to keep revisiting these things and setting new goals once you accomplish the one that you had just set. So, and that's a process of staying within the big picture. So you're going to keep it off if you continue to set those goals. So one goal I have for you is that you stop saying, I need to fix this about myself. So quote, I need to fix this about myself. Have you ever said that? Referring to stopping and starting of your health and fitness journey. So have you ever said to a friend or somebody that was coaching you or to a spouse or whatever that you feel broken within your health and fitness journey? Listen to me. You are not broken because you can't stick to your nutrition plan or because you ate the donut or because you haven't worked out in six months or you skipped a few days this week. So there is no need to fix yourself. Can we grow and become better humans? Yes. Can we learn and become more informed on various topics like health and the myriad of other things? Yes. But we as an individual human are not broken pieces of pottery that the Brady Bunch boys broke from throwing around a football in the house. (laughs) You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want you to breathe that in and hold it in and then exhale it. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. All right. So here we go. I am going to leave you with my top three tips on setting goals and keeping the goals. Okay. One, just like I said in this episode, in a nutshell, set long-term goals and then set those little short-term goals within that. It will lead to consistency and long-lasting results and habits. Number two, write them down. Nothing activates the brain when it comes to goals, quite like putting pen to paper. Write them down and hang them up. When I do our cleanse, I do a cleanse maybe once a year. They send you a bracelet that goes with it to wear so that when you feel like quitting, the bracelet is there to remind you of the commitment you made to yourself. So write them down and have something around that's going to make you remember the commitment that you made to yourself. And number three, with that said, have accountability partners. You will need someone or multiple someones to hang on to in this process. Let them know why you're doing this and what you're doing and ask them if they would be um, willing to be your accountability shoulder to lean on. So that will help you to stick with these goals. All right. Here's a silly story about our camper business. So if you don't know, um, I know in the beginning I say that I own the Happy Party Co. And that uh, one of the, the pieces of that business is a photo booth camper. So we remodeled a 1962 Shasta. And it is a photo booth where we go to different events and people take photos and they're 
prints, prints, just like that. The kinds of photo strips that you would get at the mall if they still have malls. I don't know if they still have malls, but anyway, I digress. So we have that business and we had a deadline. So my cousin graduated from high school last year. So for her graduation party, we gifted her our photo booth camper, um, but she was our first event. So we had that deadline. It was actually, the deadline was June 12 of 2021. And so you can classify that a deadline as a goal date, uh, which sounds less stressful for sure. So with my cousin's graduation party coming up, we needed, we started working on it in March of that year because it's cold up here in the Northeast and there was a lot of snow on the ground and you can't really work on that outside. Um, so we needed to set incremental goals so that we ended on time so that this thing was ready to go and finished. And the shiplap was going up, the flooring was going in, the seating was going in, the software was being loaded, and I was trying to figure out how to operate it. So all those things, those incremental things had to be done before we could set Mirabelle, the camper. Yes, I named my camper. Um, we had to be able to set her up at the graduation party. So that was a huge goal. And we did meet it. We met it. Um, the paint may have still been wet, <laughs> but everybody loved it. And we re reached the goal. Um, and it's no different with businesses, right? You wanted to start... Um, if you've always wanted to start, I don't know, a coffee shop or write a book or something like that, it's no different within a business or a job that you're in. You either set goals for yourself or your boss sets them for you. So in order to reach them and exceed them, sometimes you need a plan. That's what this is for you. Your plan with your meals for the week and your exercise regimen. It is simply a plan on how you're going to get to the goal. I think so many times women, especially we get so um, crazed by that end goal seeming too far away. Um, but honestly, what every day wasted, it's pushing that goal either further, even further from you. So the sooner you start, the better, because that's the sooner that you're going to reach that goal. All right. So your mission, should you choose to accept it for this week, is to set up a long-term outcome goal and then those short-term goals in between. So those would be your daily, weekly, and monthly things that you're going to do to meet the long-term goal. And make your long-term goal like within the next year. Don't say, I'm going to lose the 50 pounds within five years. I mean, no. I'm going to lose the 50 pounds in 30 weeks. Okay, so how happy will you be when you reach your goals? So let me know what yours are. I would love to cheer you on in the process of getting there because like I always say, we are a community here at the Happy Party Podcast. And as a reminder, I have a link in the show notes so that you can join our Facebook community. This is a community of women rallying together to embrace fitness challenges to become stronger than we already are. We are setting goals together and conquering them despite the challenges and having a party along the way by celebrating every success. 
We will do different fitness challenges, discuss the podcast episodes, and support one another. My goal is to help you become stronger in body and mind in 2022 and beyond. Thank you so much for being with me today. I would so love it if you shared this episode on your social stories and make sure you tag me so that I can thank you personally and enter you into our monthly drawing to receive a fun monthly themed gift. And I would be so happy if you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a thing. And psst, leaving a five-star review is like leaving a tip in the tip jar at your favorite coffee shop. Not required, but certainly appreciated. Those five stars are the lifeblood of a podcast. It helps us reach more people and share the message. Until next week, my friend, be well, be kind, and find the happy in the everyday.